Welcome, dear listeners, to the inaugural episode of the Borderline Podcast Disorder. I'm your host, Levi Lubu, and I'd like to take a moment to share with you the essence of this podcast. This is more than just another podcast. This is a passion project, a labor of love, and more importantly, it's a journey that I have embarked on all on my own. As with any journey, it's a work in progress, and I am excited to share it with you. As it evolves and grows, each week I will be spending time journaling about my experiences, the trials and tribulations, the joys and sorrows, and the moments where I had to dig deep and use skills to improve these situations. I'll be sharing these personal moments with you in the hopes that they resonate with your experiences and inspire you in your own journey. Every episode will also introduce a guest, someone with a unique story, an interesting perspective, captivating voice. We'll dive into a deep conversation, spending about an hour exploring their narrative, their wisdom and their insights. Each guest brings something new and exciting to the table, and I can't wait for you to hear their stories. So welcome aboard the Borderline Podcast Disorder. This is our journey, our story, and I am thrilled to have you join me. Let's embark on this adventure together, one episode at a time. Let's welcome and let's meet Nancy Art Music. She's a uh, half Latvian, half Tanzanian woman with an American accent uh, who lives in uh, the vibrant city of London. Nancy is a multi-talented individual with a passion for creativity in various forms. As a brilliant mind, behind the captivating Umeboshi comics, Nancy's artistic creations have captured the hearts of many, but her talents don't end there. Nancy also wears the hat of a podcast host, bringing her insightful perspective and thought-provoking conversations to the Flawed Workshop podcast. Please check it out after this. If you're someone who appreciates art that uplifts the spirit, adorable comics that warm the heart, and philosophical discussions on the creative journey, Nancy Art Music is a perfect match for you. She was present at the um, Thought Bubble Convention in Harrogate between November 11 and November 12 this year. And um, while she was there, she was uh, launching her uh, first part of uh, her comic series, Creative Chronicles. If you didn't make it there, don't worry, because you can grab a copy of her work online at nancyartmusic.com shop. Prepare to be inspired and captivated by Nancy's artistic powers and insightful storytelling. Join her on this creative adventure that transcends borders and leaves a lasting impression on all who encounter her work. Hello. Hi, Nancy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for uh, doing this. Thanks for coming. Uh, um, thanks for uh, catching up with me today. I really yeah. appreciate it. Um, so, uh, yeah, what you've been, uh, what you've been up to recently? What, what, what's What's Nancy, what's Nancy doing at the moment? I'm in preparation mode. It's currently what I like to call comic season. So in October, uh, um, uh, the, the Lakes International Comics and Arts Festival, it's a very long name, um, I, and I did a talk there. I was on a panel. It was so cool. But then the next big thing, is well actually i have winchester comic fair next weekend uh, but the big big event of the the season the year for me is thought bubble which is an amazing convention in harrogate and yeah i'm planning planning some releases for that and also uh, i'm working on two big graphic novels that i am very scared of doing but i'm excited about them so that's that's what's going on with me (laughs) Two, so wait, because you're you're working on two no two graphic novels. Yes. Right, and but then on top of that, mm. is there something else as well? Like lots of little comics in between. Lot. Okay. 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 We'll, we'll probably talk about this a little bit later, but I uh, I need some like smaller projects to break up 
bigger projects so that I don't get super bored. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. And you know, I was actually, yeah. Um, following this, I wanted to ask you, um, how long, like, how long have you done it for? How long did you, uh, how long have you been like in doing uh, comics work for? Or how do you want me to call it? Uh, yeah, comics, you comics work, comics, comics yeah. creation. Uh, I have basically in in the pandemic, um, or just before the pandemic, I started drawing, and uh, I wanted to make animated music videos. And then the pandemic happened and I had a lot more time on my hands, but that meant that I couldn't go to art classes. So in 2020, um, I, 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 got, um, I started drawing digitally and I started putting out some comics online to make my social media feed happier because everything was very doom and gloom. Um, and then in 2021, I went to like a comics event uh, where I had a, a someone basically... Uh, helped me get into the comics community and since then because it's such an encouraging wonderful space I've been able to like I've been encouraged to enter all these competitions and because entering competitions and like applying for tables at conventions went well I basically kept doing it um, eventually I still probably want to do the animation thing but it's gonna take a little while uh, before I get there but uh, yeah so three years nearly which is crazy feels it feels crazy time is insane <laughs> <laughs> yeah I I, uh, I I can vouch for that time is is insane um, okay so we because um, you again you were saying that you were doing like you were in art school before uh, or I, like you you were not creative really. but not oh okay yeah so I um, very very long story short <laughs> I uh, when I first when I was growing up, uh, like when I was six, basically, I figured out that I could sing, and then people were praising me for that. It was it felt very nice, and also I didn't feel like I was good at anything else at school, so I was like, "Oh, great! I can be a singer, and I'm gonna be a musician." Uh, I did an album when I was 14, and then uh, I was very sad about it because actually I had some people. I was living in Tanzania at the time, so my my parents, uh, I'm half Latvian, half Tanzanian, and in Tanzania the music is very different from Western music, like rock, pop, it's obviously very specific to Tanzania, and I had Tanzanian record producers basically help me with making my album, and so it sounded completely, it sounded so, like, it wasn't what I wanted. <laughs> I love your Oh picture. my god, okay. <laughs> but so, because I, I, I'm a bit of a control freak, I was like, well, if I learn music production and I learn every single instrument, then I can do everything by myself. <laughs> um, so I, I went to uni to study music and sound production and then came out of uni very, very, like, unhappy with music and I felt very incompetent and sad and, and uh, for a very long time I just bought musical instruments and that because I was like oh no 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 I can't record until I have this guitar and I can't record until I have this piece of software and oh no I, I need a studio now even though in my whole house I had an electric drum kit like five different guitars like I had everything I needed and I still didn't make music and then basically one day I woke up and I was like this is ridiculous I'm how can I call myself a musician I haven't released any music forever and then I basically said what did what what's the thing that I love about music in my imagination when I'm picturing like being famous being a musician and it was always the music videos and I love anime mm. and I love games so I I thought okay well this might this won't be easy but I'll start, I'll start learning how to draw, and from there I can slowly, slowly, slowly build up to doing the, the amazing, crazy things that are in my imagination that are much harder to do when you're just doing music on, on its own. So uh, I started just taking some like random drawing classes, like six-week courses here and there, some online stuff on YouTube, um, and then, yeah, that's how I started drawing. 
But do you still uh, do you still like jam? Do you still play? Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm meeting, I'm meeting a, a, a one of our mutual friends, Jack, on Sunday next week. We're gonna have like a little jam in the studio, and I started playing guitar again, and it's much more enjoyable. I had a lot. Of, I put a lot of lot of lot of pressure on myself to basically make what I heard in my imagination, but I had absolutely no skill, and and I refused to practice because every time I picked something, <laughs> I was like. Oh, it doesn't come out the same way that it's in my head. Um, but with, oh, and what? Sorry, go on. Oh, just, yeah, just with art, it's very humble. I know that I don't have the skill, and I'm very happy with whatever comes out if it looks anywhere near what I was thinking about. Yeah, I think uh, it, it, you know it happens to me sometimes when I do. Uh, I think even when I when I do like comedy, when I when I do my sets, I feel like my voice sounds different. Mm. From what he actually, because in my head I'm like, oh my god, I'm just killing this right now. Like, I, I hear myself as if, like, I, I, how I want to be, and then I listen to it back, and I'm like, oh no, this, I can't hear. It. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, this is, I don't think I talk like this. Yeah, you know, and it, it's so. Um, what kind of uh, what uh, so what 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 are you gonna do? Um, just uh, what kind of guitar do you play? Do you, uh, I have uh, a Fender Telecaster. Um, it's beautiful, um, but yeah, it's very, very simple stuff. I'm still very basic mm. with it, so I don't really know how to do a lot of the advanced stuff, basically. And yeah, sorry. No, and I was just uh, yeah, just pop pop stuff really, and like singer songwriter stuff. Um, you know what? I uh, I just realized as well. I was gonna. Uh, ask you based on what you were saying at 14 you were unhappy with the way your first like uh, the, the album was going so um you know that that was like because and again correct me if i'm wrong but it was like a like a like a identity crisis in a way you know where you're like oh this is what music should sound like this is not what it sounds like and then you're like oh god this is it's only going downhill from here and again bear in mind you were 14 right so you were yeah. Yeah, oh. I, had, I think I had too much ego at the time to think that it was about me, so I couldn't have an identity crisis then. I had the identity crisis when I was like 24, and I'm 29 now, and I, basically my identity crisis was I was walking from work, I had an office job where I finished the day at 4pm, so, and I took it basically because I was like, at four, I finish work. I leave work. It takes me, I get home at five, five thirty. I've settled in. I'll have like an hour and a half basically to do music every single day. Uh, to, and, and I just didn't do that. And one day I was walking back from work after watching uh, this anime called Carol and Tuesday, where these girls, like, there is no time. There is, their, their circumstances are like crazy very complicated very difficult and here i am with like all this time and every single instrument that in i in the world probably um and i just can't do it and there's people who are making music on their phone and putting it on spotify and then they have the career of their dreams so i'm like what's wrong with me what's how, how is it can i even call myself a musician every single place i go i introduce myself I say I'm a musician and then I don't make any music like what's wrong with me the last song I did was in like 2016 for a class at uni and it was I hated it it didn't sound like me Um, oh god so yeah when I was but my ego was really uh holding me back from having an identity crisis when I was younger I just didn't realize that the the, not making music even if it was bad was a problem (laughs) When you, I mean, obviously everyone is different. But like when you're 14, you, you, you're ah, oh, it, it shapes up quite like it shapes you up quite a bit. And then you know, years later, years later, you're oh, this is why this is happening, or like this is how things, you know, um, I guess untangled, right? Is that the word word? Yeah, and yeah, it's crazy. Like, I, yeah. I, I think I had some some. Um, God, what was I? I was thinking about something to do with. Um, oh yeah, with, with I was thinking about. Uh, for example, I, I I struggle to not have background noise, and I've realized that mm. like growing up in a house with my mom, my mom's never had, n- never not had background noise. 
it was either yep, the telly, it was either music. So now at times I turn stuff off and I only have like my my iPad open to, you know, um, prepare for my comedy sets or the podcast or whatnot. And then and it's, I, I get uncomfortable. I yeah it yeah sucks. I, I, uh, and, then, and 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 I've only realized this I only realized that I've not I've not seen my mom ever sitting in silence or like being in silence a couple like I think last week or a few again less than a week ago because I was just sitting on a couch and I was huh. I was like what I think my head went like what what was I doing before this like you know where was I when this all started, because I remember me playing, I, I would play like video games, and I'd have um, a okay. browser open on my on my um, like in, on the Internet Explorer with like a, a radio station on or a, a TV channel yeah. on, and uh, with the with the sound like full full on. Even though I was gaming, but I would just like hear someone else's voice. Then uh, I got a telly yeah. in my room, so I'd have the telly on on like the sports channel while I was playing. Uh, so I can hear that, and I was like, "When did how how did that happen? How how, you know?" And then I I realized, yeah, I, I've never, never seen my mom sit in. My mom would always like have the, and it's not to say, yeah, but it's just it's just weird. You 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 wake up like this, and you're like, wait, what? You know how? It's yeah, like, how, how did this happen? happen? But you know, I think it's. Um, I think it's 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 uh, it's so awesome. I'm genuinely uh, I'm a bit uh, jealous that you can play because I, I yeah like a part of me um, wants to be uh, a drummer and the other part wants to be mm. um, a guitar player. You know, drumming know. is hard. I, I can't blame <laughs> you for not having doing it. To be honest, I uh, I just with it takes so much practice and. Yeah, it's something that you, you have to really properly dedicate time to. I was the, uh, about the background noise. I always also have background noise going on every like I can't I can't sleep without background noise and I have insomnia quite chronically and one of the things that they recommend for sleep hygiene is to make sure that the room is completely quiet, but I hate it. My brain is so loud and I, I think constantly all the time every single minute and not just one thought at a time there's three things constantly happening in in my brain um and that's that's adhd and i also don't know any other way to live so if there's there's background noise then that means that there's a part of my brain that's not like the noise on the outside of my brain is louder than what's happening inside of my brain so i can't pay attention to it i can't think about it uh i, I was also talking to my therapist about thoughts and thinking and like saying things out loud and just all this stuff and I was saying to her about how I found out not everyone has an internal monologue so some people are just living there without nothing without anything like constantly going I know I was surprised too because I just cannot imagine that I cannot imagine that at all um but yeah and she compared it to, to dreaming because she says that she dreams every single night and she can't imagine and can't conceptualize that somebody goes to sleep and then nothing happens for eight hours and then you wake up. So that's the same. Wow. For me you know, actually, I have <laughs> I've never heard that and I've never. Um, that just yeah, it is crazy because I, I, I am. I sometimes when it's quiet, I would go to, for example, now I was staring at uh, my my drink, and a part of me was already starting to uh, basically um, go like, oh, and I'm going to get a drink, you know, like at, at least that. Yeah. I feel like sometimes when I walk downstairs, I'm um, I'm walking downstairs. <laughs> it's like I, I have to narrate. Yeah, like at least I have to narrate. Besides of everything else that then happens but you know you uh you mentioned uh, living with adhd you know okay mm-hmm. yep. uh i was curious um did uh, did you how, how long ago did you um or did, did you have you seen someone to to get diagnosed or uh, how long ago did you do it mm-hmm. 
So I, I got diagnosed December 2022, um, and I've been on medication since okay. then. It's, it was so insane. The whole process was crazy. Like, from, from finding out that that's maybe something that I needed to do, all the way to, like, wow. now. Wow, <laughs> all right. And uh, how, because I know at the moment, and just for context, we, we are recording this um, in the beginning or, like, middle of October. But, uh, you know, uh, is it, have you been affected, that, uh, have you been affected by the shortage, you know, because I, I've just seen it on the news, something to do with, like, the medication, or are you, mm. like, how do you, uh, is something uh, changed for you, or you're, you're on, uh, on the, yeah. you're on the right side? Uh, I was, uh, I was actually had to stop taking it for a little bit, or I'm trying to, um, for why I'm basically taking a break from oh, taking the medication okay. so that my insomnia is helped. So, and I got uh, an order just before I uh, stopped taking it for a little bit. And I talked to um, my, my uh, practitioner about it to make sure that that was okay as well. But yeah. Uh, so I haven't yet been affected because I haven't uh -huh. been taking it, but my sleep has improved like so oh, wow. okay. much. <laughs> That's worth it on its own. How did you? Okay, so how, what? Because you said you got diagnosed in 2022. So that's again, mm. you've, you've been doing. Um, you've even you've even started drawing before, like a couple of years before that, right? How did did, did yeah, anything yeah. change from the way you? I don't know from the way like did your creative side change in any way since then, or did you? I don't know any point did you figure out oh i think something might I, I might feel i might be you know like uh something i'm different in, in a way or another yeah not wrong, wrong but you know it's just different <laughs> no not wrong how did, like how, how yeah. uh yeah what was it like i guess before you realized that you might be you might be different and before and then and after yeah. i guess i guess well the being different, I've always, as like as a kid, I've always been a little bit weird, uh, a little bit quirky, uh, a little bit annoying, like all all this sort of stuff that that happens when you have uh, ADHD, and uh, I just kind of adopted all of those things as part of my personality, and I didn't really think anything about them, uh, especially growing up in Tanzania, all the the things that. Uh, people are affected by with ADHD, especially as children, they're seen as disciplinary issues. So it's, oh, you, you can't sit still, you're not doing your homework, you're not paying attention, well, we're needing, we're going to need to discipline you. It's not uh, like, oh, well, you know, let's see why this behavior is happening and let's see if you need any extra help. Um, and so uh, I just kind of adopted those as part of my personality and it the reason I even thought about getting diagnosed is when I was working uh, in an office job, uh, in the pandemic especially, I had, since I was working from home, I was surrounded by all the things that I like. My Xbox, my <laughs> like guitar, even though I wasn't playing it, um, all the, the comics and, and the like manga and stuff that I have in my room. Like I was just distracted by it the entire time. But the thing was, I couldn't leave my desk either. So as a kid, my parents would make me uh, basically sit at my desk until I finished something, which wouldn't help either. So I would sit there for like eight hours until like midnight. Both my parents were tired at this point, and they were like, look, you know, if you're not going to do this, go to bed. Might as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> If you're not going to do this homework, you're going to need to sleep anyway. So fine. And also, we can't watch you just not doing anything. Like, literally, I would not, I would sit there not doing anything. I would daydream the entire time. My imagination is the best place ever. Um, so I don't even need to necessarily be distracted by something right in front of me. My brain is just doing all this stuff. And so uh, when I was working uh, in insurance and I was working from home during the pandemic, uh, I would it would go back to this behavior and I would sit there in front of my desk until four o'clock and then oh, I had this like sigh of relief and then I'd go and do something else. But literally the entire time I was sat there, I wasn't doing anything. I was just staring at my emails 
and it was ridiculous. So I started looking for productivity tips online and all the things that started to work a little bit better were related to ADHD. And I was like, huh, hmm, hmm. And then naturally there was also like, uh, I was on TikTok quite a lot at the time and I kept seeing the algorithm is good, it knows <laughs> things. So um, I started getting a lot of TikTok content and I was like, these are all my behaviors. It's as if someone was watching me from a distance and just like showing me, but through other people. And so I, I contacted my GP um, and I was put on a waiting list. And then when I moved... Because I moved Bara and I had a different GP, I had to be put on a different waiting list. And they told me, and this was 2020, they told me in 2021 that the waiting list was going to be up to four years for me to get a diagnosis through the NHS. Yep. <laughs> so um, I was very lucky at the time. Uh, someone basically said that they would pay for me to get it done privately. And so that's what I did. And the, even for that, the waiting list was a year. But I, they gave me a date straight away. So it was Yeah, it was more, more, more helpful, I guess. Yeah, no, that, that's crazy. I think, um, yeah, I, I heard this before about with people um, waiting a long time um, to, to get, uh, to get uh, again, like, seen, you know, for, for idea. Yeah, I think it, it's really... Yeah, it's really, it's it's crazy to think. I don't know. I because I, I sometimes I, I thought about how I think when I when I um, when I did my um, so basically when I got my BPD because uh, when I spoke with my my GP and they were like they were like oh you might have uh, something called borderline personality no actually they thought it was bipolar disorder. They're like, oh, it looks like mm. you might have bipolar. So my referral was for bipolar disorder, and um, I remember uh, having to email uh, maybe like twenty or thirty different uh, psychiatrists. And um, I think it's so weird because in in one way, I think because it was um, bipolar disorder, and because I there were some like issues in regards to like my uh, my safety and like safety of you know then but still it was like I think I, I, I waited for uh, two months you know and I, I thought mm. the, in, in some time this is this is this is mad because like, if you were to I don't know leave like a broken leg you know you wouldn't and again it's, it's not to it's not to, to to fault or to say that it, it's uh, it's wrong with like the people who actually work in in um, either the NHS or mm. um, and again because I know it, it's just it's just hard for everyone but yeah. it was it's more to say that I, I thought it was just crazy to think that you know you kind of you and at least to me I think it was the case of uh, I might I might have like something might might I might again I might get diagnosed with something so you're kind of just like waiting you know, you just yeah, yeah, and, and you, you know, do I mention it? Do I, you know, do I tell someone about it? Like, do I say, oh, I might have mm. this, or because then you, because I also, I think I had the weirdest type of uh, like imposter syndrome, you know, before I got that, because I was like, yeah, you know, can I say that I'm, you know, like uh, I have like a condition? Is that is that because again, because I don't, that's mm. like self diagnosis, you know. I've I've seen so many people getting like. Again, like meme over over self diagnosis, you know. Yeah. I, I was like, oh god, this is, and I, I can only imagine doing it for a year. You must have been, uh, yeah, must have been different. It must have been must have been hard. But um, yeah, how did uh, okay? So because obviously you've because um, now you you you've got the diagnosis. You uh, have been um, uh, uh, taking some again medication. Is there anything else that you've done besides of the medication? Is it like because I, I genuinely uh, I have again an understanding of ADHD. I I know um, a few people who, um, who who live with ADHD as well, but uh, I I've not um, I've not been I've not talked with them to, to this extent to be to be very honest. So I was just curious, like how? Um, sure. Yeah, sorry. My question was. Is there anything else besides of the medication that you tried, or is there? I don't know. For example, I have to do therapy. You know, I have there are very specific type yeah. of therapy, but I have to do that. Um, how about 
you? Like, is there anything that you've been? Uh, yeah, I've been, well, I've been doing therapy not related to ADHD for about two years, and that's been very, very helpful to go through some, like, trauma stuff, and uh, nothing, luckily nothing serious, although that that could also just be me downplaying my own experiences, because that also just happens, but basically going through uh, therapy with that, and some of the, the things that we've done have been helpful with ADHD, mostly about, like, emotional regulation. Um, with ADHD, one of the things that can happen, and this is why, actually, bipolar and ADHD sometimes get mi- misdiagnosed between each other, because you can have quite a lot of trouble with mood um, and rejection sensitivity as well, which I don't think I have experienced. It's been very interesting to also unpick things with my therapist, like what is ADHD and what's trauma response, because those can overlap and sometimes can be very similar. Um, And then, oh, I've tried meditation and it's, (laughs) I hate it. I don't like it. Again, my brain is too loud, and a lot of the time, I don't know why. I'm having, a, at the moment in therapy, the theme is anger. There's a lot of stuff I'm just angry about. And um, at, the, at the moment, it's just making me very angry. Um, so I've tried it, but then stopped it before. I think actually just uh, finding exercise, uh, doing something like for exercise that's fun works. Um, I've done some dancing, and I did yoga, and those were very... Uh, helpful for because there's nothing it's all about just stopping my brain for a bit and not thinking as much uh when I'm doing those activities um it it helps me to stop thinking but the therapy has mostly helped me with understanding my own behavior um and where it's coming from what I can control what I what, what I can learn to change and what's something that's just completely my physiology, my brain, um, and learning that difference and then being able to deal with it has been super, super helpful. Oh, nice. Okay. How, uh, how did you, like, how long did it take for you to, I guess, find what works and what doesn't? Like, what, what was your, your way of you know, dealing with it. Like, cause I, again, from personal experience, I, I, I tried meditation, didn't work. I found different ways to be mindful that have nothing to do with just mm. sitting in silence. Mm. And, uh, I do enjoy those quite well, much better. Um, but obviously again, I, I had things where I was, Oh, I'm going to try whatever journaling. I, I did journaling. didn't work. And I, I started again. It's, it's going okay. But yeah, what was your like, what what was your what's like a, a time period for for in your situation where you're like okay cool so this is uh, this is ADHD okay this is what I uh, I guess this is uh, again this is the kind of things I can change this is something that I just have to learn to live with how long did it take for you to to I guess not necessarily accept it because but yeah accept it I guess yeah in a way yeah hmm. like, yeah find the differences I uh, I've um... I'm still doing that, I think, Um, because also, uh, like, in my mind, and how I've been thinking about it, unless you've experienced every situation ever, with the knowledge that I now have, having learned about myself and where the differences are, it's hard to know how I'll react and what that reaction is coming from. So there are still things that I'm learning. And actually, I do I do journal as well. And sometimes it's very helpful. I've used the reason I started journaling a while ago, and I started and stopped quite a lot. And uh, I used to uh, put pressure on myself to do it every day. And that doesn't work for anything for me. I, I can't do something every day in a routine. The only thing that is consistent that I do every single day is brush my teeth. And that is just, that's it. And, like, that's... I've tried even reading books like uh, The Atomic Habits. Actually, I can't. I don't have the attention span for reading at the moment. I'm working on it. But what I've learned from Atomic Habits is, and the habit stacking thing, unless I attach everything to brushing my teeth, it's not going to work. Because also, in the morning, and, the, the, like, this is the learning. This is what I've accepted about myself. In the morning, especially if I'm meeting someone or doing something in the morning or if I'm going to work... 
I'm in a state of panic until I reach my destination. I know, it's terrifying. But this, this is just how I live, and so this is normal for me. Um, my alarm goes off, I'm like, <gasps> okay, 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 I have to do it. And this is all happening in my head. If you were, if I filmed myself in the morning, it would just look like a very calm routine. <laughs> so, um, I've I've learned that that's probably like the ADHD, and I work like it's working with it rather than against it. Also, with the medication, for example, if I take it first thing in the morning when I wake up, it still takes an hour to kick in, and so. Uh, there are some people that will wake up uh, maybe an hour before their alarm actually goes off. Like, they'll set two alarms, they'll take the medication, they'll go back to sleep. I can't do that because I have insomnia. <laughs> so, like, um, just learning all these things. And it, it takes time. Sometimes I still catch myself because, of course, life isn't the same thing. If life was consistent every single day and I was doing every sing like the same thing every single day then I think I might find some consistency with that. But no, I travel, uh, like, my job is not a Monday to Friday type job, so my weekly routine is different every single day. Um, and so, like, I'm still learning there are some things, like, I have different modes. If I'm traveling, uh, I've learned that I'm bad at packing and I'll forget things all the time, and if I pack... Um, if I have, like, a set thing, I have a set bag that's just overnight stuff, I can just take that bag and I know that my toothbrush is in there and I don't have to worry about that. So finding all those methods and systems maybe is, like, pretty much taken the, the whole year, but you definitely have to have the realization first that my there's some things about my behavior that I can't change or that are just much more difficult to change, so let's work with them until we find a stable point and then we can maybe think about changing them and yeah it's something that I'm still working on every single day I like I have a lot of friends who uh have ADHD and are thinking about di getting a diagnosis and I have a lot of friends also that are suspected of having ADHD because now everybody's learning about themselves more they're getting diagnosed which means more people have more awareness and so other people are starting to see their own behaviors in their friends who are getting diagnosed but uh, there's a, a set of them that are too scared to get diagnosed because then it labels that thing that, that's quote-unquote wrong with them. Um, and it, it feels like then that's a problem uh, where if they don't get diagnosed, they don't have a label for it, so it's not a problem. And uh, well, not necessarily that whole train of thinking, but uh, it's something that I've... And actually, everybody's decision about whether or not to get diagnosed is completely their own. But I, I want to encourage people to get a diagnosis because it just helps you recognize things that make your life easier eventually. It's not easy to, to confront your own behavior, even if you're, you don't have any condition of any kind. But it, it's so helpful that I can't help myself but to encourage people to try and seek out some answers about how, you know, their behavior, where their behavior comes from. And I, I agree. I think um, my biggest uh, my biggest thing when I uh, when I decided to I mean to be fair, it was I think it was just an amalgamation. It, it was a few years that were really rough, and then I was kind of like, okay, cool, might as well. But I do I hear that from some people where they are like, oh, I don't really know if I want. I mean, I might I've been told I might be on a spectrum of some sort, but I don't really want to. I think. The, the the thing that's helped me a lot, and the thing that I found that again um, advice was I gave to to my my friends or like people that I talked about it with is that you know just just if you feel like again you just do what feels right for you because I know uh, mm -hmm. I heard this before where people are like oh, I don't really want to do it because like X Y or Z thinks I might be like and you know maybe I but. Unless you want to know the answer, because I think in my situation it was more of a right. Okay, let's see what's next, and then I find out. And in, uh, and in uh, again with like borderline personality disorder, I can't, which kind of like annoyed me at the beginning to find out that I can't not have it. Like I can't get rid of it. Yeah. And and There's yeah, no and, and a part of me was like, oh, for fuck's sake. 
and um, mm. yeah, and you know, I was for, I was like, oh my god, this is. I, I generally felt I was like, I'm, I'm doomed, you know. But now, you know, uh, and it, it's it's hard. It's been a huge commitment because I, I have to spend like every day, one day a week. Uh, for the foreseeable future in a hospital, trying to to go for like a day, a, a day of like four therapy sessions, it's it's hard. But he gave me so many answers. Like you know, at at some point, um, at some point, I, I can I can think of something, and rather than again, I, and I still have an intrusive thought of some kind. I still, you know, I'm still going the way that I used to go before just because like you said you know that's how you're wired and you but but the, the fact that I can accept it or the fact that I'm like okay cool I'm not feeling great now and then I can actually perhaps dissect the problem but in a healthy way rather than I know my thoughts sometimes used to be uh, I'm not feeling good and I'm like yeah of course why would you feel good what's what's to feel good about you know and then I go through on on this like analysis where I'm being very I guess negative toward myself. While now I'm more of a, oh, okay. I guess and it, it's weird because sometimes I, I still speak. You see, I still have the inner voice going like, okay, you just gotta wait. He's just gotta wait now. You just gotta. You need ten minutes to spare. Yeah. And he's he's gonna see how he feels next. And I'm. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Yeah. No. It was it was it was incredible to go through. Not necessarily to go through the process, but I think it, it's just. It's just incredible. It's 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 tiring, that's for sure. You know, and I, I can relate because I also have I have I, I've been told I have something called late insomnia, which means that I, I can't fall asleep yeah. okay. But then I uh, I wake up after a few hours of sleep and then I I can I'm I'm on and off on and off. You know, um, so I do. Yeah, it is hard, but it's not. Uh, it, it's I find yeah. I think I find it. I find it more—I want to say—funnier. I find I find it more challenging in a way where I'm now at least you know you know what the pro- not again the problem, but you know what's you know I, I feel like I know what I'm dealing with, so I'm more like okay, cool. Like at least it to me it helps that it's got a name, because now at least I know yes. who I'm facing, rather than and even even in, oh sorry even in horror movies like when when there's a monster it's much scarier when you don't see the monster on screen and like something's chasing you and you don't know what it is and it has no name you don't know how it behaves or what 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 it can do and but then when you see the monster and it's like even if it's like a ghost or even if the monster looks really horrible now because you've seen it it's taken away some of the the power that the monster has to to put fear into you uh i feel like even with the, the like recognizing those behaviors, even with medication, it's tricky stuff. Like it's, <laughs> I, I still find it funny that, um, and this isn't medically accurate. This is just what I like to say. But uh, ADHD medication is essentially meth or cocaine. <laughs> like it's it's the way that ADHD brains work. Uh, you don't have enough dopamine in your system to allow you to focus on anything. And it, it's not so much that your focus is the main problem. It's a symptom of you not having enough dopamine. So your brain is always like, get dopamine, get dopamine. What's this? Is that good? Oh, okay. You're scrolling on TikTok? Oh, that's so much dopamine. Yes, continue doing this forever. Um, and basically when you take medication for it, uh, it gives you like a... a something in your system that allows your brain not to panic that we're never going to get dopamine again for the period of time that the medication is effective. And what can happen sometimes, and it's much, much worse for some people, luckily I don't get it that badly, but what you get a come down because it is still a stimulant drug. So, uh, but recognizing that that is happening is also helpful because even the, there's a, um, if you take the medication and you don't know the side effects, similar to just like, doing knowing something exists but then you don't actually uh like know the details of it if i wasn't told that there was a come down i'd be like oh my goodness at the end of every single day i'm really sad and i just don't know why um but now because i know that that's something i need to look out for uh, at the end of the day like the, the medication that i'm on lasts about like between 10 and 14 hours if in 8 to 10 hours i'm starting to feel like 
Oh, I don't know why, but I'm really sad all of a sudden. I don't, I just don't want to do anything, and everything's terrible, and I just, I'm hungry, and I'm sad, and I don't know. I know that that's the medication, and then I'm like, oh, oh, okay, okay, so things are actually not that bad, and it's weird how just knowing that can switch, <laughs> your, like, what's going on in your head. Yeah, oh my god, that sounds, that sounds really, um... It's strange, yeah, because I think I, I'm on, uh, I'm on like, um, I'm, I think I'm on. It's an SSIR or something that I'm on. It's something like an antidepressive, and uh, like for mood instability. So it's not necessarily like. I mean, it's not at all. It doesn't sound like what uh, what you'd be, uh, what you or you're on. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, no, it's it's so weird because like some sometimes I I kind of. Yeah, I do get you. I, I get it. And it, it, it sounds funny because it's like, oh, yeah, of course, I need I need a, co- a coffee. Or like, so people go, oh, yeah, of course I'm hungry. I haven't had food. But now you're like, ah, okay, it's running. You know, it's, in, it's I'm, I'm running out. Yeah, that's it. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, what's happening for you? I don't know. You've got anything, anything exciting? I mean, we, we talked about it a bit more at the beginning, but actually, you know, you did mention at the beginning that you're working on two big, got two big projects that you're working on. And then you work with some, like you do some smaller, or like, uh, can I say smaller or just, uh, yeah, smaller, yeah. um, um, projects in between. Is that because, I mean, like, is, is that how you, I, I, so, uh, with, even with the smaller projects, I get I get very uh, restless, um, and I'm one of the things that I learned is that I don't I'm motivated by deadlines. I don't like them, but I I have to have them. Otherwise, nothing gets done. So when I like, and I don't know if this would have been any different if I implemented the same strategy with making music, but. Um, basically with comics, if I, I use competitions and events where I have like a table to sell my comics as a deadline for producing new work. Every, uh, every time, uh, I basically pretend that I have, uh, like a very dedicated fan that goes to every single table. And even though like, I don't make that much money from the table or anything like that. And also printing costs money and all that sort of stuff. If I don't use those as deadlines, then nothing will get done ever. Um, so with the long-term project, so the, the longest comic that I've worked on uh, that's been one piece is actually the, the part one of Creative Chronicles that's coming out in November. And in... It's up online to buy digitally now, actually. But it's going to be part of a three-part series, and I have to divide it like that because otherwise I'll get bored and I won't do it. But even though I was doing the that first eight-page comic, um, I, I hated looking at it. I was like, this again? Like, after doing it for a, a, maybe a month or two, I was like, I just want to get rid of it. I just want to get rid of it. And then all my work becomes... I wouldn't say sloppy necessarily. It's just not as detailed and it's not as as it's not my actual best. But I learned that that's also okay because a nobody knows what's actually happening in my head and b perfect doesn't exist. So um the like with music where I had the entire song, drums, guitar, backing track, harmonies, how I would perform it on stage, what costume I'd wear, how many thousands of fans would be there, blah, 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 blah. I had every single detail of that piece of music in my imagination. And because I couldn't recreate it and I didn't need at any point to have it finished, it just never actually appeared in any form. There wasn't even a bad version of it out there. Um, So with the art, I make sure that even though I can't see... Like, even though I get bored of it and I, would, I start to get a little bit sloppier with it, I know that I can always come back and make it better. I can always edit it. But I do want to have at least one finished version of it. Um, so that it... Because finished is better than perfect. Perfect does not exist. Practice makes better because perfect doesn't exist. Um, 
and also it just like those two things the perfect doesn't exist done is better than perfect and also knowing that people can't see what is in my head is so helpful just to keep reminding myself of it um and so i need uh, basically have those pro- that's how i complete even the smaller projects because i I've, I've technically started the the two graphic novels and I'm doing them side by side because I know that I'm going to get bored and I'm going to need to switch between the two to keep my myself sane. Um, but because also I haven't done anything like this before, I'm just trying to predict this based on what I know about my own behavior. Um, I'm also extremely terrible at asking for help or advice. And because of that, m- my... I've always been like, I have to do this on my own. I have to do this on my own. And there's never been a choice. Even actually, a friend of mine is uh, helping me get some stuff out of, like, I've, I've moved house, but I still have some things at my old place. Um, we were meeting up, and he was saying, like, oh, if you're um, going back to your old place and if you're in town for that, I can come and help you. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's an option. <laughs> like, I just don't think about that. It, it, it's been how I've behave for so long that I just don't know any other way um so because I know that now and it's something that I'm working on it's easier for me to also start asking for help like oh I'm really stuck at this point in my story what do you think and I'm less scared about asking people to look at my work in progress and say like this isn't done and I'm probably going to interrupt you like 20 times as you're looking at it to point out all the stuff that I wanted to put in that's not there yet but can you still have a look at this and let me know what you think? And I've stopped, I've now stopped kind of interrupting people and been like, oh, that, that's a different, that's a different, that should, shouldn't be there. I wanted to draw that hand better and that facial expression's wrong. I've stopped doing that because actually it's helpful to see what their reaction is like without me saying what should have been there. And most of the time I've found that it's actually like, oh, this works, this is, like, is really nice. I would do this and this and this, maybe if you wanted some advice about it. And it's usually, it's never the things that I would have wanted to change. It's something completely different that I didn't even recognize. And that's why you should get help. It's so good. <laughs> um, so with all that in mind, I'm working on these two projects. And uh, hopefully it will be it will be good. I've started both of them. But because the way that I also draw my comics, I imagine everything like a movie. So I basically draw and write it start to finish, all at, like as it's chronologically, basically from start to finish. Other people will sometimes write a script, they'll do some sketches, they'll try and like move stuff around so it works a little bit better. But I've not done that because all my projects have been less than 12 pages. A graphic novel is, I think, usually between 150 pages up, and um, I I just can't start drawing it from start to finish because I want there to be, like, little Easter eggs and to set the story up well and, like, clues for how the characters are, are going along their journey in the story. Um, and because that re- needs planning, that means I'm going to need to do something new that I haven't done before, which I'm going to need help doing. So... I'm very excited and scared, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> I also don't have any deadlines for any of this. Um, I'm going to try and see if I can get a publisher, because a publisher or editor is going to be like, hey, when's chapter one finished? And I'll be like, soon, I swear. And they'll be like, cool, the deadline is the 20th of April. I'll be like, okay. <laughs> how um, how do you, um, who do you ask for help? You don't, again, you don't have to give names. I'm just curious, like, is it people that you, um, you know who do the same thing that you do? Or do you just ask close friends? Who is, who's helping Nancy be, um, you know, get her, um, I guess, thoughts in order sometimes? With the comics specifically, I ask, I have, I'm so lucky, so, so lucky to have, um, a lot of uh, good friends in, in the comics community in London. They all do completely different styles. And so even with that, I don't get self-conscious about comparing myself to others. And some of them have been doing this for like up to 20, 30 years, which is crazy. Um, 
and some of them have been doing it for like around the same time as me or sometimes like now that I'm in the community I'm starting to meet people that have only been doing it for one or two years too and I've because they are in that they know what the work is supposed to be or like how it could be different in terms of style and they know me better now so they know my voice in my work they they can give me help specifically with that but i also do ask people who aren't in the comics community like close friends again who are who don't interact with that often because if the goal is to get other people who aren't making comics themselves to read the comics then i'm going to need their opinions as well because if something is confusing and maybe it make made sense to a comics comic community that uh like makes that work all the time so they're also kind of tunnel visual tunnel vision very narrow focus they might not spot something that somebody that doesn't do comics will spot so i like having those two perspectives something from an expert and then someone something uh from someone who doesn't do the thing that i'm doing but in terms of getting my thoughts in order if if there's anybody around me who's willing to listen <laughs> like i'm very open and i i used to be an oversharer i've got that under control now <laughs> for the most part but like i'm very friendly and if i have a, a conversation with somebody i'm very open to sharing the things that i'm struggling with because i've again and it could just be that i'm very lucky but i've never had that turn out badly um my parents used to be very uh well like they were like there are very few people in this world you can trust and you know don't don't share everything with everyone no not everyone needs to know your whole life and not everybody needs to know your whole life but the i've only seen positive things from sharing that with people so i anybody who will listen if they can help me put my thoughts in order cuz the the like different perspectives are absolutely incredible to have and when i'm at the tables uh like selling my comics at the comic conventions usually because all my work is very personal and some of it is autobiog actually all of it is autobiographical because again i can't help but to share my stories um i end up having very deep conversations very deep personal conversations with strangers and uh it's only ever been good and it's only ever been nice so yeah <laughs> sometimes um do the same thing with like jokes you know where i i would share it with um, another comic friend uh but then sometimes the best feedback i'm actually just getting from people who have because i yeah i think it, it, you know when your goal is to when you make something or when i make something that i want to draw to make people draw attention to then it's more about how do you make mm. those people again like you need to get someone's attention like that just to see if it works and i also thought that i don't know if it's the same i, mean, I imagine it would be the same with uh, comics but in the um, in the comedy community as well because there are so many ways to do it you know even sometimes i feel like when another comedian gives me advice on a joke again it's very it's, it's incredible i i find it very helpful and i love i love uh, the feedback because but you 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 sometimes say i don't know i spend time with like one of my um comedian uh, friends or i would be doing a gig and i know that they are um very like very very dark humor for example and then they would be oh i reckon if you were to do this this yeah. way and they give me like a darker either setup or punchline that would be better and i'm like i see why you would say because i again i don't think i can pull it off that's how i i feel like, i don't think but i see why you think that's the right way to do it because that would be the right way for you to do it or like for for your style because you know you judge something like, oh well i draw like this So ultimately when I give you advice it might be similar to my because that's where I that's where I, what I'm comfortable with. Yeah, it's like it's I actually find it very difficult to give people advice with weirdly not with 
comics because sometimes the styles are so different that you like if you are looking at somebody's work and it's like this person is doing something completely I don't even know how to do what they do so sometimes that advice actually comes from uh, a place of like oh I wouldn't know how to do it better in your style so the advice is becoming it, it becomes a bit more um helpful I guess but the the sometimes when the advice is not helpful is when you're getting like you said it the whoever you're asking advice from or giving advice to you're finding it that out like it's hard to remove how you would do your own version of the person who's asking you for advice their their thing and so it's and i see this actually as a i do public speaking a lot and if somebody is in front of like if somebody is saying something and i know what the the end message is i find it very difficult to say i would phrase it like this i think you should do it that way because i think that would be better but that's not necessarily because it's actually better it's just because that's how i would want to do it and and so actually getting people's advice like that uh actually makes it difficult for me to sometimes accept advice in general but because again I I've learned that I try and see everybody's advice like on the same p- playing field but I I feel like I have a sense for people's advice when they're like oh that's not how I would do it rather than I think it would be better if you did this and this is a suggestion um advice is such a I like I I don't always like it Uh also I just don't like people telling me what to do sometimes so maybe it's that. <laughs> like yeah okay so fine no actually no my way's better it doesn't matter. Um but yeah it, it's um who I wonder if that's why I find it difficult to ask for help. Hmm anyway. Just <laughs> thinking about myself. While while streaming this yeah that's that's uh, that's even that's even um even better i guess that that's uh, yeah um well you know we um i i, I really enjoyed the really enjoyed the conversation um we uh i'm i am excited for oh also if you want to tell us a bit before we go about your your website because i know before besides of your um comics you also have because um, i know we we yeah do you want to tell us about the the journal you know the um general thing and the um, yeah because you got some like it, it looked like I, I want to say like like cards but I might be wrong but that's how I remember yeah, yeah do you want to tell us what else we can find on the website yeah so uh, on, on my website which is nancyartmusic.com all one word um, I, I sell of course my comics which uh, are some some stories about my life but uh, with put in with a lot of humor. Um we didn't get to talk about this, but I mask with humor a lot um when I have problems. <laughs> um and my comics are, are filled with that sort of uh lighthearted uh a lighthearted approach to to some of the stuff that I I go through. Um so there's those comics on there. Uh I also have some uh postcards with um that are inspired by kanga, which is a, an East African fabric, a design, uh which always has a proverb uh, on the inside and I like to fill those with like life lessons that I've learned uh that are just one little sentence. So I've got those up on the website now and journaling stuff. So I um The, uh, a friend of mine finds it very difficult to journal at, I guess in the traditional sense I don't know what that actually even means because there's so many different ways to to have a journal you can just have pictures you can have a journal that's just drawings you can have habit trackers you can literally do whatever um but I have uh published some kind of self-fill-in zines um zine being short for magazine I guess um and in those uh zines you basically have it's almost like a coloring book but i find them overwhelming so i i didn't want to do that um it's kind of prompts for filling things in and it's just one sheet of paper you can keep it you can chuck it you can do whatever you want with it but it's very uh, it's a way to kind of get out of your own head a little bit 
and do a fun activity, but thinking about yourself in a slightly more slowed down and mindful way, or at least that's how it works for me. And so I have one up there at the moment, which is uh, called All About Your Mind. And it's a, the premise is a version of you from the future comes over to basically say, help, I'm stressed and sad. Um, how did we relax? What did we do? What, what happens when we feel like this? And you can write into it or doodle, uh, doodle into it if you want to, because there's some spaces for drawing and some prompts. And I've got I'm working on so many things. I'm just realizing as I'm saying this all out loud. Um, and there's another one coming out that's just about music, remembering songs that are um, sort of meaningful to you. And you can kind of write your, draw your own album artwork for them and write down the memory that it's related to. So that's going to... Okay, cool. Thank you. It was so nice chatting with you today. I uh, had a great, uh, great time. It's been, it's been so nice to to chat with you, Nancy, as usual. Um, yeah, good luck and good luck in uh, in November as well. I hope um, I hope all the events are going really well. Thank you for having me, and uh, yeah, I'll I'll see you next time, maybe or just around. I'll see you around. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening. That was it. Hope you'll be back next week with the next episode. Bye.